Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's a Thursday morning in the break room. Rochester's Classic Rock, 96.5 WCMF. How's it going, buddy? Pretty good, buddy. What's going on, female buddy? Doing good, buddy. 27 degrees right now, Chile. Oh, yeah. Uh, it'll get up into the low 40s today, but the good mm. news. It's a good news. If we can roll through today, we got 50 tomorrow. We got 50 on Sunday. Looking good. Although, uh, with the Bills game Sunday, 425, they are predicting in Orchard Park that wind and rain could affect the end of the game. All right. And I don't know if that's better for the Bills or better for the Cowboys, mm. but we have time to break that down tomorrow okay. on a football Friday here in the break room on CMF. Right now... We have to get to uh, what might be the saddest place in the world. Whatever. Okay, look, Tommy. There I think are pl- I'm sitting on it. <laughs> there are those times in your life mm-hmm. where you'll walk in a place at a random time, look around, and go, my God. Yeah. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. And I had that moment last night. Where'd you go? Well, uh, your event is tomorrow night. Mm. So it's Tommy Muley. This is your life, a multimedia extravaganza. All the details are at WCMF.com, as far as we know. And because we're doing live music, uh, I had to pick up a couple of music things. So I live in Henrietta. I'm running around. I pop into Guitar Center last night, 7 o'clock-ish on a Wednesday. Mm Mm-hmm. And I have discovered that the saddest place in the world mm. is a guitar center at 7 o'clock on a Wednesday. Which is funny because you would never think. I just never think of that as like a, you know, a, a sad or lonely place to be. Well, who was in there learning <sighs> guitar? Well, it's not so much learning guitar. Because I'm going to give a pass to somebody that's learning guitar. You're adding the skill. Okay, but sometimes there's, there's like that age where what, you kidding me. But go ahead. Well, no, 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 no. We'll put a pause in this story real quick. What's wrong with an adult learning yeah, to play guitar? Yeah, I would think like that may be the time where you have you, you have the time to learn something new. But I, you ain't got no talent, man. You're wasting <laughs> your time. You didn't, you, you, you're you, not doing it to be a rock star. You're just doing it because you've always wanted to play. Everybody who grabs an instrument has delusions of grandeur. No, well, yes, you want to fantasize about being the rock star, but no 40-year-old guy that picks up a guitar thinks he's going on tour. Bro, I, we found out my sister late in life was learning the guitar. Yeah. This chick was a baker who couldn't bake. You, You're gonna hand her wood. Why can't you pick up a hobby? Oh, you can, man. you can, you can. I just, I just see people old like my ass. Like if I came in here today, go, yeah, you know what I'm thinking about doing? What? Yeah, piano. I think that would be great. No, oh my God, no, you, your asses would mock my ass. No. So hard. In all seriousness. No, I got a gig book next week at Dunkin' Donuts on a Saturday afternoon. I'm going to be uh, tinkling the ivories for the holidays. Tinkling or tickling. Yeah. You're See, be, you're already mocking you're me. I haven't even started yet. Hey, guys. Welcome uh, to Dunkin' Donuts. Uh, play Macarena. 
I would love to learn how to play the piano. I'm jealous of guys that can play the okay, piano. Okay, the one I, I, I don't want to learn. I, listen, you play the guitar. Right? A little bit, yeah. Yeah, but that's perfect. Like, you could whip out a guitar, you could do it. I can't whip out a piano. No, but it's even, but when you have the opportunity to show off your skills, you will impress the okay. room. First of all, if you're in somebody's house yeah. that has a piano, get out. That's a, a lot piano. of people. I've been at your house once. <laughs> <laughs> no, here's why right. learning to play the piano as an adult man is the best instrument to learn. Because the ugliest stars, ugliest rock stars, mm-hmm. Uh, that play the piano have the hottest wives. Right. Billy Joel, right. troll, Christy Brinkley. Right. Elton John, not handsome. His <laughs> husband, very dashing. Okay. Right? Like, if you can play the piano, it doesn't matter and how. And he had a wife, so he's, yeah. Yeah, he's, you're right. 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 Both, right. Some people like to drive two cars. Right. The point I'm making is, right. piano, when it comes to ugly versus ability to attract hot, is the best instrument right. to do so. So you're saying it's never too late. To start something new. No, no. Well, I mean, to, to, to try something. Instrument-wise, mm-hmm. yeah, why not? That being said, okay. so I walk into this guitar center last night. I got to grab a couple of things to make sure we're solid. Mm-hmm. And I look around the store. Yeah. Now, first of all, you got some folks that work there. It's a Wednesday night. They're getting close to closing time. You, they don't want to be there. Yeah. And I understand that. You know, it's also holiday rush. So they've probably been dealing with dicks all day. Sure. Right? Folks that don't know what they're talking about. I'd like to buy a guitar from my son, Jimmy. <laughs> he likes green. <laughs> oh, it's so expensive. <laughs> But then you have the hardcore musicians that are inside the guitar center. If you've never been inside a guitar center before, it's laid out where there's a bunch of amps on the floor. There's a bunch of guitars on the wall. And Mm -hmm. you can take a guitar off the wall and just plug it into any amp. And that goes for all the instruments, the drums and the bass and all that stuff. So first guy I see, he looks like he's his mid-20s. He looks like he hasn't showered in days. Okay. So he's a grungy guy. Yeah, but it's not grungy like Kurt Cobain. Mm. It's grungy like... Just take a shower, man. Like, he doesn't look cool, grungy. He looks like... Filthy. Uh, yeah, he played video games for the last five days and came in to play the guitar. You oh, get yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. And he's leaned over this, like, $2,500 beautiful Epiphone high-end yeah. guitar. And he's playing, and he sounds pretty good. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking at this kid, and I'm thinking to myself, there's no way you can afford that guitar. He yeah. just came in to touch it. Yeah. He's wearing <laughs> button-up, like, tear-away basketball pants. Right. right, those guys don't buy mm-hmm. those guitars. So I look at him. I go into the acoustic room. I got to get some stuff out of there. And there's the guy you just described. Okay, he's in like he's 45. He's yeah, just, he's, he's, he wants to try it out. He's learning how to play the guitar because he's picking it up and he's like trying to move his fingers to play like a chord that he learned the Michael other day. Michael Rowe, the boat ashore. <laughs> <Then> Hallelujah. <laughs> I walk back out to the electric section. <laughs> Kimmy's dad guy is there. All right. All right. He's Old ju- school rock and roll man. No, no. He just learned how to play the guitar, oh. and he's going to learn the entire Nickelback songbook okay. and impress right. his buddies when they come over for Christmas. Okay. And then it was like a bad movie. It's like my mm. dad's dream. That's what I'm saying. It's a bad movie. Like, every character was there. I turn to my right. There's a dude. He's in dirty denim vest, super tight jeans all ripped up. He looks like he just walked out of Rancid, and he's talking to a guy about some orange amps over there. I turn around over here. Bass, big, fat, black guy. He's got a hat on, super smooth with a vest, and he's playing the back. Boom, 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 Oh, I'm sure he can nail it. He's crushing it, right? But every one of these people are hyper-focused on the instruments or equipment that they're looking at on a Wednesday at 7 o'clock. Yes. And anytime any employee comes near them, no, I got it. 
<laughs> yeah. No, no, no. Like, they just came in to play and hang out. Yeah. Yeah. Which means they had no better place to be on a Wednesday at 7 o'clock than a guitar center playing stuff that they can't afford. Well, I wonder sure, if it's because but... they can't do it at home because their family wouldn't tolerate it. So two of those Possible. guys are probably right. Right, yeah. just get out of the house and do this because nobody wants to hear it. I'm guessing Rancid Guy <laughs> doesn't have a wife, kids, and showed up in a minivan. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's he's busted. Yeah, well, no, not busted. It just doesn't... Wait, busted well, like he ain't got no money. That look does not... Right. You ain't buying a high-end guitar. Well, no, that was the other guy. That was oh. Tearaway Pants uh, oh, Fortnite. Oh, I'm getting the two confused. Yeah, two busted guys. <laughs> well, I don't know if Rancid guy was busted. If oh. you Rancid, you busted. No, Rancid's a band, you idiot. No, but I'm guessing if you look like you're in that band, you're probably busted. Your hair smells. Your hair smells. <laughs> yes. Um, it, it might be sad to do that on Wednesday night, but would it be more sad <laughs> if you were doing it on like a weekend? Because, like, I kind of get, like, you no. know, during the week, maybe you, you right. just need something different to do. Like, you need to mix it up. Maybe you had a tough day at work and would go hang out at the uh, guitar center, guitar center uh. and, and test out some instruments. I would find it more sad if it was, like, a Friday night oh, or a Friday, Saturday, Saturday night. night. That's prime time. I don't time know what tale. that crowd looks like. Especially you're a musician. No, that's a good point. If you're a good musician, you're playing and getting laid. Yeah, that's a really good Okay, maybe Friday night is worse. But Saturday or Sunday, I assume those people, like, I've well, stopped. during the day. Yeah. yeah, that's what I mean. Like, yeah. I've, I've been running around and stopped in. Okay, I'll play this guitar for a little while and put it down. But by far the funniest part. Mm. So I gave you all the characters, right? Yeah. So going back to uh, Fortnite Epiphone guy. Mm. So I told you, I walk in, he's playing this guitar. It's really expensive. I know he can't afford it. So I'm yeah. walking around and I'm walking in and out of different parts of the store, grabbing one I got to grab, right? So I walk by Epiphone Guy, and now he's talking to someone, and I can hear one, an employee, and I can hear the employee go, yeah, man, no, we have financing. Ooh. And uh, the kid's like, well, how much are the parents? Well, you know, and I'm thinking, like, bro, don't even run, do not run that credit. You're wasting your but time. you're saying some of these guitars are like twenty five, three thousand dollars $3,000. Oh, yeah. there's guitars that go up to like four or five grand. Ooh. So you're going to write plastic on your dream. People do. Yeah. I mean, look, I get it, man. There are some guitars that you just play, and it's like, uh, it's like, it's like playing a stick of butter. Right. I understand. It sounds beautiful. It feels beautiful. But uh, you shouldn't have that guitar just to jerk around yeah. on a Sunday afternoon for like your Like have a buddies. goal for that guitar, you're saying? And there's nothing any- sadder when you see these guys playing guitar. And I've seen this a couple of times when we've done events at the Hog and places called My Dad's Junkie Music used to be a, mm-hmm. a joint. Was big what? Dad, my Dad, Big Daddy's Junkie Music. My you dad. made me think of Mike Millet. But it was called my dad. You play one piano, you play them all. <laughs> it was called My Dad's Junkie Music. It was Big Daddy's Junkie Music. No, it was called My Dad's. But anyway, I'm in there doing this event, and this kid comes in, and he can't be more than 12. Okay. And he's with his father, and he's, they're kind of like the, the scene you described. And this kid picks up this guitar and turns into Crossroads. He is just shredding this yeah. thing. And you can watch like guys just slowly <laughs> putting the guitar back on the rack and leaving. Cause you just got to play by a 12-year-old. It's got like old soul bluesman from Mississippi Delta. No, it's funny, like, to your point, yeah. uh, again, had to go to pick up some stuff for Tommy's event, music stuff, because, you know, we've got seven live yeah. songs documenting the life of Tommy Ulay tomorrow night at 3, head 7 p.m., all the details at WCMF.com, running the Guitar Center, see all of these yeah. characters, it's Wednesday night, it's super sad. To your point, <laughs> like, it, it feels like kids that aren't competitive go into music. Well, right? they're, 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 yeah, they go in a different direction. You're yeah. more creative, yeah. right? But... You're right. Like, when you're in a music store, mm-hmm. it becomes a very competitive scene over who is the better musician at that moment in yes. that music store. Because you'll see guys and gals, all you mm-hmm. ladies playing oh, yeah, the guitar, lady too. Picking too. That's right. Like, 
You can see them slightly turning the amps up as they start to feel more confident with the guitar that they have in their hand so people can hear a little bit I'm going to blow you out, man. <laughs> Maybe it is a bad assumption to assume that... Um you know, people who play instruments aren't competitive because, like, I don't know what it was like in like the band room when we were kids. Like, I bet you there was actually like comp- competitions going on, like based sure. on like who got what and okay. who sat where. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, there may have been more competition there than we know, just not being in that world Maybe growing right. up. I don't know. Two five two WCMF. If you were a musician more than an athlete as a kid, was it as competitive as say making a football or a hockey or basketball team? Oh, because like when we met, like those real. You know, in the old show, these guys would come through, sure. right? Yeah, um, they all were dudes that sat in their rooms and played guitar. They didn't have girlfriends. They were really good students. They didn't like to talk to people, and they just wanted to play guitar. That's how they got so good. You sat mm-hmm. in your bedroom and played this thing for eight hours a night, sure, every effing day. And it makes sense, right? But like, they're that, not what you think they are, exactly. But like to that point, that doesn't seem competitive to me. That seemed like someone who the loner, yeah. He's and, a he's a he's a like a brilliant loner, and yeah, they're not practicing. They love doing it, so mm-hmm. it's not like you know, uh, it's natural to them. It's not a chore, right? Exactly. And like, I'll be honest with you, man. Like, I make fun of these guys that are sitting in their guitar center. I wish I had their talent. Yeah. Like, I can't play guitar like they can. But then again, to your point, when you have a talent like that, sometimes it could be all consuming, yeah. and it alters the way that you talk to other people. Yeah, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Like us having no talent gives us the ability to uh, relate to people. Better. <laughs> Open up more. Do we though? <laughs> Do we? Kimmy, did you play an instrument growing up? I played the flute in like fourth grade. Okay, you should have picked that. Well, I don't know what to tell you. I was a fourth grader. Was I wasn't that- thinking, what is Tommy Mule going to think about this when I'm older? <laughs> Did you play an instrument as a kid? No, man. But the, but the problem was everybody in my family played an instrument horribly. And the, the, the funniest one was my brother who played the accordion. Okay. And he had a band. In, he tried to have a rock band in high school with an accordion. So he's trying to do something a little different. Mix it up a little. A lot different because it sucks. Right, hold on. There has to be a rock band that has Ooh. an accordion. Okay, but that's usually their European and is part of their culture. Not a kid. Not some Sicilian kid from Jersey. No, hold on. Let's think. Like, the only thing he was missing was the, the monkey. The Dropkick Murphys. Uh, wait, they have an accordion? I guess. That's an Irish band. Yeah, I get it. No, but like I'm thinking. Like, and it was one of those crappy looking. It wasn't like one of those cool squeeze boxes. It was one of those old school ivory inlaid crappy ones no if you want it you want the ivory and late no you want the uh, i don't know a little hand ones you're doing the italian you're not doing the cool one the e street band they have an accordion okay hold on you don't have a full-time accordion player you have someone that plays the accordion in the e street band there's a difference oh you're saying like the main thing is the accordion not the main thing but they have he was up there yeah like the the the, there is a man that is strictly the accordion accordion front man no, it doesn't have to be a front man. Bare naked ladies? They don't have a full full time accordion. No, I mean, they they, do. Yeah. Kevin Hearn. I, he does not name. play the accordion full time. Yeah, That's not his only instrument. Yeah. Like deep thinking dudes, yes, I get it. Like you're eclectic, you have all these cool instruments. Not my brother. Yeah, because like, no, like, you're right. Like When you go see the E Street Band, or like, Bill, okay, I'll use Billy Joel as an example yes. again. His band, everyone in that band plays four instruments. Yeah. You're right? I mean, those are deep. Musicians, but like you don't have a touring. I solely play the accordion band, right? Yes, mm-hmm. guitar, I mean, that, bass, drummer, accordionist. I mean that accordion was forced on my brother to play. <laughs> my brother and my other brother played guitar, and then my other my father played the douchiest instrument you can play, and he sucked at it: mandolin. I don't. I kind of enjoy the mandolin. Yeah, not when he played it. <laughs> 
Please play Far Away. By the way, ton of mandolins hanging on the wall at Guitar Center last night. Yeah, there's a reason why they're all hanging there. Nobody wants a man. Who wants a mandolin? Maybe the mandolin's more popular than we thought. It's prominent in Italian music. It's prominent it's in prominent, Irish music. Even, but even Italians probably laugh at that stuff. I don't know, man. Like, you'd have to be like a gondola, a romantic couple, candles. I would be jealous of someone that knew how to play the mandolin. I wish I could play yeah. the mandolin. That'd be cool. It sucks, bro. It doesn't even sound That's good. That's like another one that would be easy to surprise people with, too. Yeah, but it's like an Italian banjo. No, but, but if you're be... good at it, it sounds nice. No, but it goes even further. Like, you would have to, it's B-Y-O-M. There's no place where you're going to walk in and there's a mandolin sitting yeah. on somebody's stand. And I nobody's going like... to go out to a party and go, oh, you just broke out the mandolin. Let's crowd around and listen. All you can play is Mandolin Rain. That's the yeah. only thing people would know. That's the only song I know. Everyone... And you can only play the beginning part <laughs> yeah. of it. <laughs> I feel like everyone with Italian grandparents over a certain age, they always had some type of, like, little... Guitar, guitar in their house. Yeah. Wait, does every Italian have a mandolin My grandparents in the did, now that really? I'm thinking about it. I yeah. think they came over with them. They <laughs> used them for oars. <laughs> Row it in. That's why it took them so long. Get a real guitar! Alright, so I guess the moral of the story what is, is do what you love. Yes. But if you're conscious about it, just be aware that a Wednesday at 7 o'clock inside a music store is the most depressing place yeah. on the planet. It's a bad look. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We're going to tell you a story that went national yesterday. Okay. And everybody laughed at the excuse these guys tried to make. The Mm -hmm. argument they made as to why they should face less punishment. But here's the thing, man. If you break it down, even based on the laws that we have, they have a point. All right, I'll listen. You're hanging out in the break room. It's just classic rock, 96.5 WCMF. So this story uh, made national news yesterday. And it happened out in Colorado. There were two men a couple of weeks ago that were arrested for shoplifting from Kohl's. Okay. And it was a standard shoplifting Mm. story. They grab stuff. They try to run out. They get arrested. And now they are in court. Mm. And most of the time with these shoplifting stories, they'll plead guilty. They'll take their punishment and things move on. Yeah. But these two gentlemen were not. What happened? Well, they had an argument about the punishment they were facing. The items that they stole were on sale. Oh. Yet, they were being charged as if the items were full price that they stole. And here's the caveat. 
in the state of Colorado, where this happened, any crime where you have stolen or uh, taken $2,000 in cash or worth of cash Mm. is a felony. Anything under is not. And we have a similar rule in New York. For example, uh, anything under $1,000 is petty larceny. Right. So if you take a $900 item, the punishment will be far less than if you take an $1,100 item. These gentlemen argued yeah. that the value of the items were not over two grand, And this is the uh, prosecutor walking through what happened in court. The defense argued and tried to convince a jury that these two defendants should not be convicted of felony theft, but rather a misdemeanor charge. We argued that it didn't really matter if the items were on sale or were discounted. Those discounts and sales prices should apply to paying customers only, not thieves. (laughs) I do love when... DA is like, not these! <laughs> Vote for me! So on one hand, yeah. they stole retail over $2,000 worth of items. Okay. But on the other hand, they stole items by cost that were under 2000 and they don't think they should be charged with a felony. Mm. Tommy, do they have a point? Well, I mean... Maybe the only reason they came in to steal them because they saw that it was on sale and put it on the radar, (laughs) which should make their point. Like, the only reason I got here is because I saw, wow, you're having great deals here. You're an economical shoplifter. Right, yeah, yeah. You know, I read the papers. You know, I follow the trends. The phone number is 252-WCMF-252-9263. Kimmy, do these men have a point? Uh, I'm going to say no. Why? Um, Because I I think you would go based on the... The actual value of the item, not so much what the store values the item. The retail value is. Yes. Okay. Hello. Like if you add it all up based on like the price tag, not the sale price. Okay. These guys 1,000% have a point. (laughs) 1,000%. Now, I will tell you, the story is done. This Mm. kill case is finished. They were convicted of a felony. The argument that they made did not work. And it's crap. (laughs) And here's why. Now, obviously, don't steal, right? Take the punishment for stealing. But here's the thing. If you are charging these men on how much the company is losing, Mm -hmm. the store is making less than the $2,000. How is that argument wrong? Because I guess my question then would be, let's say I did steal something and it was now on sale, but it wasn't on sale at the time. Well, that's a different argument. Okay. It's a different argument. Mm. If it gets marked down after you've walked out of the store, okay. look, I'm with you, Kimmy, you're right. Yeah. But if I am walking out of the store and the price tag on the things are under $2,000 okay. in this case, how is that a felony? The money you would make from a store is under $2,000. Why am I being charged for over that? So they go straight retail price. Well, they that's, didn't. What you get, that's what you get convicted on. No, no yeah. So that apparently that's the case right. here in Colorado. I don't know how it would shake out in New York, but I kind of think this is crap. Right. Again, not to argue for guys that are shoplifting because don't steal, but if you write the law, the value, yeah, based on the value of the item, the value of these items were not what the case says it was. What if I steal something and it's retail? Yeah, but I find now that I got it home that I it's cheaper online. Do I get what do I do then? <laughs> So, like, what your wife would do, you would call oh, yeah. up afterwards and be like, "Excuse me, I stole this, but the charges I am now facing." Yeah, it's uh, it's way cheaper across the street or on Amazon. What is interesting about this story? These gentlemen, before they were convicted, they were able to make bail with all the Kohl's cash that they had. <laughs>
252-WCMF, 252-9263. These gentlemen arrested, and I use gentlemen loosely, for uh, shoplifting argued that they should not face a penalty, which are, excuse me, a felony, over $2,000 in theft in Colorado because the items that they walked out with were on sale when they walked out with them. That defense did not work. They were convicted of a felony, and frankly, I am disturbed. I am disturbed. I mean, Tommy, if you write the law based on how much something is worth... At that moment or in general? I mean, I don't know. Well, but here's the thing, man. If you want to do that, Mm -hmm. if I steal, I don't know, there's lots of things that lose value immediately. Yes. Right? Like, should I be charged? You walk out the door with it without paying it, you lose half. (laughs) Should I be charged for taking a 1985 Toyota Celica? Like I would a brand new Toyota today. There's oh. much different value in those okay. two things, all right? All right? right? Am I wrong? Blue book. I don't know. I, I'm just think about it. It's a lot to think about. You would not pay retail price. Who pays retail for a 1990 used car no. for the same make and model sold today? True. Am I wrong? No, you're right. Right, yeah. and you would look at those two stories very differently if you saw mm. like someone stole a brand new BMW versus a BMW that was from 1989. Oh, would you not? Yeah. Eh? Well, all right. Eh? You know, it also makes you wonder if folks that are shoplifting hmm. are looking at the prices to try and keep themselves under a specific charge. You think people are that buttoned up? I mean, look. I mean, you'd have to know the laws. Well, I, and you're just you're just a criminal probably trying to flip stuff for, like, drugs. Look, very possible. Yeah, you know, I don't think you're really, like, checking out the legal situation in Boulder, Colorado. It's very possible. But let's use New York's laws because we live right. here in New York. And again, petty larceny, anything under $1,000 in cash or items. Okay. If I know, bless you, that I can face severe punishment, mm-hmm. why would you not try to keep it under a grip? Okay, I have to lower my losses. Yeah. All right. Well, lower the potential punishment that's going to mm-hmm. show up, right, Kimmy? Like, I mean, if you made the decision that you're going to walk into a place and shoplift. Just, uh, yeah, but I guess how, uh, are you, how closely are you paying attention to how, how that stuff adds up? Are you just getting what you can and getting out? I mean... I don't know if you have time to sit there and calculate everything. No, I mean, I'm under the assumption, I could be wrong again, because mm. uh, I'm not a shoplifter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That you have an idea of what you're going to take when you walk in a store. I don't know. Do you? I don't, e- I don't know either. I mean, you're just going in, you're just grabbing stuff because you're desperate. I just, I always assume that these folks that we've seen, at least recently, are kind of fencing a place either oh, before. like casing around looking. Yeah, walking like around a little bit. specific things. Uh-huh. Yeah, like, am, would I be able to get something mm. like this out of the store? Because, mm. like, think about it this way. Yeah. If you were to take, and I, I don't know if this is true, maybe it's the, like if I were in one day to steal $800 worth of stuff from three separate stores, mm-hmm. that would all be three separate petty larceny charges, right? That would make sense. I guess, or do you get, do they lump them all in one? I don't know, but it's three different separate. stores would have different charges, or no, like they would all be separate Yeah, I mean, it's um, charges. three different shoplifting incidents. So you know, those would be three separate? I don't know. See, I don't think shoplifters think about any of this. Well, I mean, you are a terrible shoplifter. No, but if I'm a junkie, I just want my fix, baby. I'm chasing the dragon over here. I'm not, like, thinking of how retail works. Baby. Man. 252-WCMF, 252-9263. Let's talk to Jay. He's on CMF. Hey, Jay, what's up, buddy? Hey, how you doing? Good, brother. So, so our difference is between cost and value. The value of the items don't change where the cost will change depending on your store or your area that you're getting them from. But the value doesn't change. Okay, but then can't you make the argument that the value on nothing ever changes, which doesn't make sense? Because, Jay, again, you wouldn't pay 
for a the brand new car price from 1985 for uh, that same car that you're selling today. Correct, but we're not talking about you know years of difference. So they stole two thousand dollars worth of stuff today. Ten years from now, that stuff isn't worth two thousand dollars. It's worth fifteen hundred dollars. That's when you but appeal. Then another, <laughs> but then another twenty years later, it's an antique. So now it's worth you know five thousand dollars. Oh, now so you're going back to jail. Right, now you're going right. back to jail. Yeah, see, you're going to go both ways. So Jay, you are fine with these men being convicted of a felony? Yes. Oh man, yeah, this is hanging Jay. Because they base <laughs> because they're selling they're they're taking the stuff based on what they're getting, not based on the cost. Mm. The cost is what their defense came up with, you know, as a as a way of trying to get them off of the felony. Okay, all right, like, look, that's their defense. I get what it, I get what you're saying. Yeah, right. But I don't know, man. Like, if you write the law based on value, <laughs> what is value? What does the store lose on a sale item, Tommy? That's all I'm asking. Because value is based on whatever somebody's willing to give you for that particular product. Yes. Right. Like yeah. in real estate. You got it. Like people sure. go, well, I think my house is worth this. Well, not until somebody pays you for it. So. Right, right. That's what you have yeah, to who base determines the value. The value. I, I get value. that. Who determines the value? It's the same thing with like insurance companies. They determine the value of something. I, yeah. I just brought up a subject that I don't understand that's over my head. And that came out of my mouth. I'm proud of you. You <laughs> yeah, did it. Hey, you. look, man. Blind squirrel nut. You did it. <laughs> yeah. Jay, thanks for the call, buddy. Have a good rest of the day. Uh, uh, we got, or excuse me, uh, Mike writes us on Oh, here come all the yeah. busted lawyers. Twitter. Well, no, he says, I used to work at a sporting goods store. <clears throat> yeah. Treadmills would come in at twenty one ninety nine ninety nine, so 2200 bucks. Right. Markdowns the next day would put the treadmill at $999 on sale. You mean to tell me that treadmill is worth $2,200? All the retail's inflated anyway. But wait, you're saving $1,300. Must be too good to be true. <laughs> also kind of a scam job. All right, all right. Shouldn't steal, but come on, you guys are jacking up the price. What's it actually worth? Yeah. Okay. And that's a great question. Mm-hmm. Yes. What is it worth, Tommy? Mm-hmm. What did you pay for it? What were you going to profit? Okay. Because couldn't you make the argument? What's that? Couldn't you make the argument that I should be charged based on what the store is losing? Wait, what? I should be charged based on the profit that the store the val- is losing. Yeah, the, the, the difference between what they paid. Value of what walked out the door. Well, you exactly. don't know what they actually paid for it because they bought it wholesale. But like he said here, like if you're charging the next day on a treadmill that you're charging $2,200 for $1,000, mm. that mm-hmm. means you paid less than $1,000 oh, yeah. for that treadmill. Right. So if I were to somehow manage to stick a treadmill in my pants and walk out the door, mm. well, I'm facing a felony. But that sporting goods store only paid $600 for the treadmill. Mm. How's that fair? Okay, but I'm guessing that's never going to happen. You're right. <laughs> but when you write the laws based on money, mm. I think there is some space open for interpretation. How about shoplift is what you get, no matter what you do? Well, no, because there's a difference between <clears throat> stealing on a You could do gum. it that way. There's some countries that do that. Yeah, and they take your hand off when yeah. you do it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, what? Then, then yeah, we're done. Yeah. No, I don't want to. I don't want a fourteen-year-old kid charged the Not same. Not a fourteen. I take off a little kid hand. Oh, <laughs> grown ass, old gnarly ass hand. We got a basket of old man hands. Just throw them in a river. Let the sharks eat them. <laughs> really? The sharks in the Genesee River? No, the sharks in the countries where they do that. Two five two to be safe. We'll take one more call. <laughs> Rammer, what's going on, buddy? Hey, good morning. So. My daughter works in retail, and, you know, the, the, Jay brings up a valid point. I mean, look at Tommy, for example. To his wife, he's valuable, but to everybody else, I mean. <laughs> the hell did I do? What, what's he worth? What did you do? Look at, that, look at that outfit you're wearing. What are those colors today? I don't get it. <laughs> 
standard color. But the reality is, if you wanted to actually, you know, you can't just go by what it costs the store to acquire the product. You have to look at the man hours involved. My daughter has to file reports when people walk in and fill up their bags and walk out with stuff. I mean, there are all kinds of associated costs with the value of the product. We didn't think of associated costs, Tommy. You got to do association (laughs) plus cost equals boring as call. But there's also, you know, valuable things like how many people are leaving the retail industry because of this and what's the cost of replacing the labor. I mean, we could go crazy on valuation. Well, you could go crazy. (laughs) So, my daughter the other day, for example, has a girl walk in the store. This is a big problem in Rochester, and you don't hear about it a lot. Walked out of the store with three bags worth of merchandise valued over at six grand. $6,000. That's a triple felony, Tommy. Well, in one day. Six tuple felony okay. in New York. All right. Well, $6,000 in, in a bag. Take your hand for, for stealing. I mean, yeah, I'm again, I'm not. A, yeah, that's a bad idea. <laughs> it was Remember, a joke. No, well, thanks I'm not for the, no, it is. Yeah, no, okay. All right, thanks for the call. I mean, it's a guy that paid $4,000 for a door. <laughs> I'm glad we got him off the phone so we didn't scream at you again. I didn't actually pay $4,000. The door value. <laughs> I also love how Rammer said, and you know I love Rammer. Mm. You know, a story you don't hear about a lot in Rochester shoplifting. Yeah. I mean, I think we're talking about right now. <laughs> or that leads the news with yeah. three stories every single night. All the news is is shoplifting. Yeah. It is shoplifting. And look at these Christmas lights. <laughs> Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. If you've owned a pet, you've gone through having to say goodbye. Mm. It's hard. It can wreck you. But most of the time, we think about how it makes us and our spouses and our kids feel. Okay. There's a business in Western New York that is asking, how can you make it better for the animal that is living its last moments? And their solution seems a little divisive to All right. Because you get why this would be better for the pet as mm. they close their eyes for the last time. But you'd also have to witness one of the worst moments of your life. In the comfort of your living room. But why would you want to participate in it? You're hanging out in the break room. It's just classic rock, 96.5 WCMF. So, Tommy, there's always been a standard way to put an animal down. Yeah, you take it to the vet. Yeah, you get the bad news, take them to the vet, you go into the office, mm-hmm. they do what they have to do, and that's the end of it. But there's a change that's happening with a couple of animal doctors. Whatever. If your pet is at the end, and the humane thing to do is put them down, mm-hmm. There are now businesses that will come to your house and do it there. Wait, they like door to door Kevorkian? Yeah. By the way, Kimmy doesn't know who that is. You know Jack Assisted suicide. Wow, I'm impressed. Kimmy! Way to go. Well, he was the king of that. She was also four when that But he invented that whole system. Yes, well, not putting down a dog. No, the Dr. Drip. Okay. Anyways. So so they'll come. But then what do I do with the dog? I'm assuming they take the dog with them. Yeah. Said anywhere in the fine print. To be fair, I don't know. Because he could go, all right, well, thank well, you. I guess See you. maybe they ask what you want to do because maybe some people want right. to bury the dog in their yard. Well, you got know. the pizza oven in the back. You never use that damn thing um, anyway. I've seen, so I've seen, I don't know what they call it, like doorbell vet or something. I've seen like those trucks parked outside of 
houses, like the vans. Mobile vets. Now, yeah, I don't it's know like a mobile, it, mobile vet. I don't I've know if that's the same groomer. thing. Yeah. Well, yeah. If, if the mobile groomer does this, something's gone terribly yes. wrong. But no, like these people will put down your dog in your kitchen or your living room or So you could say goodbye else. to him and mm-hmm. he could die in his own little bed. Well, yeah. yeah. The idea is it's less stressful for the animal yeah. because the dog or the cat or whatever will be less anxious. They're in a familiar place. And that makes sense. It makes sense. Mm. The counterpoint to that, however... Whatever room your dog or cat or whatever ends up being put down in yes. is going to be the most depressing place in your home for the rest of your life. Yes, it yeah. will. And you're going to watch your pet's final breath happen inside your you don't dwelling. Want this. I don't know. You know, because it happened to my wife with her, one of her dogs. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like, they went out. She knew the dog wasn't feeling well, came home, dead in the kitchen Ooh. with the kids Ooh. walking in the door. Ooh. They didn't realize how bad it was. But every time I've had to put dogs down that I've been with, Usually, I go to the vet and find out he needs to be put down. So, like, I had, there was true. a problem. Yeah, you'd have to know first. So then I would have to yeah. say, "Well, do I take him back home? Let him die at home?" Now I got to put him back in the car. Sick dog, back in the house. By the way, I love how it's not a humane argument for you. It's, it's a, a uh, cargo back argument. Back and forth. And here's the other thing: when dogs get sick, they yeah. get sick both ends. Yeah. You know, you're really dealing with a, a poo crew here. Like that, both of those dogs at the end. We're fudging the joint out. That's your complaint here? Fudging a joint out? Yeah. Fudging it out. Fudging it out, bro. You want that in your car? Go go tell Rich Eyed how your dog fudged up the back of his back seat. Okay, to, going back to the first point you made. Yeah, mm-hmm. this could be one of those situations where you have a dog that yeah. it's you can do something that costs a bunch of money and you have time to think about it, so you bring the dog home yeah. and make a decision, and then, okay, maybe we'll come home. I don't know. I've never heard of this before until I saw this story that this is now happening in western New York. But the whack has got to be heavy on it. That I don't know either. I'm telling you. Because if you take it there and you want it cremated and, the, you know, a little thing at home. Sure. The last one I did, 700 Ooh. That's actually not as bad as I thought it was going to be. $700 for was, a box of ashes? I don't know. I was waiting. Well, that's that's soup to nuts, though, right? That's the... Oh, the nuts are gone. <laughs> These roasted nuts. No, but I'm saying that's the... Uh, that's the that was, that was the out the door, in the box, <laughs> blowout price. Yeah. So it was about 700 bucks, And they give you, like, this little box. Okay. And then a claw... Paw print of your dog. Oh, that's cute. But it's edited. It's kind of creepy. <laughs> Give it a pop. You probably yeah. You could do it right before you. I don't think they do. I think it's after the fact because like they wheel the dog out. Okay. And you say goodbye to the. This is how they used to do it. The one by Monroe. Yeah, I've actually watched it happen. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, and wheel them back in. There you go. So like I mean I get as an adult I guess you would mm. be able to tolerate this at your house because you know that life it's comes and lot. life goes I know it is but like I got two little girls yeah I don't know if that would be better or worse for that to happen in our house for my kids but to your point it's always going to be the spot where you know fluffy bit it man for the last time like Kimmy you would want this at your house I think I would just because like my dog. I mean, my dog is a dog that, like, freaks out at the vet, shakes. Like, I feel bad for him when we're just going there for, like, a regular, like, checkup. And I would, I guess, it would comfort me more to know he was more comfortable during the process. I think you're right. It's going to be a sad, depressing room to walk into. But that room may also be depressing just sitting there with that bed sitting there empty. You know what I mean? It is. Like, you may just be depressed you may look for your dog in every room of that house for a little while after they're gone. Yeah. 
All right, phone number is 252-WCMF, 252-9263. Again, we're talking about this business. We had never heard of it before. No. Uh, it's, I guess, a vet service that will come to your house if your dog, your animal needs to be put down, and they'll do it in your house. Mobile dog death. And again, the argument with Kimmy, and she brought it up, is it's better for the dog. It'll right. make them feel more comfortable. <clears throat> but on the other hand, for the humans in the room... That's where your dog died forever and ever and ever. It's like your comfort versus your pets. Let's talk to Eric. Hey, Eric, what's up, buddy? Hey there. How are you? Good, Eric. What's up? We we had to have our last dog put down, um, and because he's reactive, we uh, we deal with a vet who comes to your house. Okay. Um, all all his checkups were here. It's a lot easier than than fighting with him um, in the vet's office because he was a great Dane. He was 130 pounds. And, you know, that's not something you just want to deal with. And when we had to put him down, they came You sound like a guy that owned a Great Dane. Okay, but you're also saying that as a man who weighs less than a Great Dane. But anytime I see somebody with Great Dane, I go, that's a dick. Why is a guy with a Great Dane a dick? dick? Great Dane's look awesome, man. No, they're not awesome. They look awesome. They don't do anything. There's no Great Dane story. Okay, Eric, you were saying, I'm sorry. Um, he, He was put down in his own home. In his in his place with his family, his and family. Was, this ain't Reagan. You cried when they put your dog down. Well, you can't sit me. here. <laughs> you were saying I'm sorry. I heard they did Nixon the same way. I'm, no, I love how I'm sorry, Eric. Okay, let me just let me let me eat him up for a second. Okay. Hold on one second. You sit sure. here and you try and play tough guy. You cried when they put down. But scotch I bought the, I put a on, correct dog on your keychain. What resides still as we speak? It's his little uh, name tag. You keep his name tag. But that he was dog a died good, ten years ago. But he was the, the right dog. Shut up. So Eric, you're uh, you're saying that it was better for you and your family to do it at the house? Absolutely. The the, the one thing we didn't consider, sadly, um, is is the removal of the, the vet arranged for um, the the crematorium to come and pick him up. We didn't realize because we were used to having a very large dog that they needed a gurney. Oh, oh, that was a little weird. Oh, um, did they put a blanket <laughs> over him? Yeah, but like half the neighborhood was out watching. Oh the no, gurney you're right. Yeah. <laughs> and, oh no. Yeah. Did they think it was one um, of you guys, or did you I tell know. them what was going on? Yeah, they were on? clapping. Well, they... <laughs> well our, our, our old neighbor actually asked if it was the dog ambulance and when he's going to be back. Um, that was not good. Oh, no. But All right. Well, yeah, so, Eric, you're, you're pro at home doing this. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's, it's, it's his place, too, and he deserves dignity. All right. Eric, thanks for the Sorry call, for buddy. your loss. Thank you. Bye, Eric. You're such a dick. Bye-bye. No, not you, Eric. Tommy, I'm sorry. Bye, Eric. What did I do? No, like, oh, yeah, I'm tough now. I'm tough. Yeah, I know. Oh, no, I know. Scott's died. Oh, no, I cry. Oh, look at me. I'm out of this, Tommy, and I had no other friends in the whole world, and my only friend died, and I still have his name tag on my keychain because I'm a scotch-ass, loving-ass, bitch-ass, little bitch-ass <laughs> That's 7 o'clock yet. Bitch. <laughs> it's never too early. <laughs> 252-WCMF-252-9263. We're talking about this mobile service. They will come to your house and put your pet down for you. And the argument is that it's better for the pet. It keeps them more calm. You heard Eric talking mm-hmm. about it. He, You know, he brought up, you know, he deserves, what's the word he just used? I'm sorry. Dignity. Dignity, too. Said, Dignity yeah. for your dog. Okay. But <clears throat> at the same time, that's, that room in your house is mm-hmm. where your dog had died yes. for the rest of your life. Uh, let's talk to Marlene. She's on CMF. Hey, Marlene, what's going on? Hey, I was going to let you know that that um, 
pet euthanasia at, at home has been going on for a very long time. Yeah, farmers <gasps> called um, it a I've shovel. Never, <laughs> I have never heard of a doorbell service that comes and does it because that just makes it worse. Because you're saying goodbye to your your pet, and your pet is sick and scared anyway. Mm. And the last thing you want is a stranger there doing it. And you wait, have wait, wait, hold on. Let me stop you. Let wait, me you're stop saying you. a stranger yeah. would do it at a, at a at your vet. No, Marlene, oh, no. are you saying you would no, do no. it yourself by yourself alone in the house? What? What? What gave you that idea? No, well, well, we're, you com- said- we're confused. Maybe, maybe, I'm sorry. Let me start again. Okay. <laughs> if you have a good. If you have a good relationship with your vet, and your vet has seen your dog for a long time, your dog knows your vet. Gotcha. I see what you're saying. And if he doesn't freak out, okay. your vet will come to the house. All right, good. What's I that going to cost me? I was waiting, I was waiting I to hear a shotgun click in the yes. background as you're having this conversation. I, He's my dog, I, Ma. I'll do it. <laughs> you know, I know somebody that does that. And oh, I got no. more, God, Marlene. Oh, yeah. I got into more fights with this guy. Okay. Thank you for the call, anyway, my lady. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah. What did I say that made you think that I was going to do it myself at home? Well, no, you said that. Well, you said you didn't want a stranger to come do it, so we weren't sure what you what the alternative was. Oh, oh, <laughs> and you sound no. like somebody that would do that, just based on your voice. Hey, I have a cold. Excuse me. <laughs> a murderous cold. <laughs> Marley. Oh my God! It's a killer. Marley. All right, thanks but for yeah, the call. The okay, no, I mean, let's go now, Marley. Thank you for the call, Bye, Marley. She sounds like one of those broads that all the Christmas cookies she makes have like a half a bottle of bourbon in them. <laughs> this is the way I make it for even the children to so when they nap. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news. You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. (laughs) 